This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of what is the Arsenal Transfer Show. Joining you every morning at 8am UK time. Thank you as always for making us a part of these morning routines. It is very much appreciated. If you could drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel, that would also be a big help as well. Thank you to everyone as always for tuning in, especially and as always on a very early Sunday. It is always very much more appreciated, you know, those of you that are making the effort on a Sunday morning to get up. Fantastic, and I very much appreciate it. Uh, good morning uh, to those joining us live. Uh, Matt G, Carl, Paul, we've got Rich, Kaiser, Olu, we've got More Than A Wheelchair, uh, Blackshine, Morgie, Stevie, and uh, Sweating, Merlo, Morgie, Tony, Stephen, Josh, and more as well. So thank you, as always, everybody, uh, for tuning in. And uh, it is certainly uh, getting ridiculously warm here now. I mean, I was moaning about the weather the other day on the Arsenal way, and uh, now the weather is certainly taking a very good turn. Uh, I don't really know why I'm sitting in here in a hoodie. Uh, that might be regretted about, <laughs> about 10 minutes' time, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, moving on to today's stories, we kick off with, first of all, Reese Nelson. Uh, Reese Nelson uh, is expected to sign that new contract. An announcement is expected on this one soon. So hopefully, uh, we are hoping uh, to see a uh, an announcement on Reese Nelson's new deal as soon as feasibly possible. Uh, is an expectation he will stay until twenty twenty seven after finally breaking through in those contract talks. It's been very much needed as well. Uh, but the big contract news, of course, as you all. We'll know by now, as it broke yesterday, courtesy of David Ornstein reporting this first, is that William Saliba has agreed a four-year contract with Arsenal. He will stay with the club at least until 2027. Massive, massive news. for the, I, I tweeted this yesterday. I cannot understate how important this is. Forget Declan Rice, forget Moises Caicedo, forget whoever... Arsenal can sign this summer. This is the most important deal that Arsenal can do in 2023 without a shadow of a doubt. Because, you know, there are there could be other Declan Rices. There could be other Moises Caicedos. There's other options in midfield, right? I don't want there to be. I want us to sign those players. But for the, for the purpose of this theory, there are other options that Arsenal can sign. For me, there is no replacement for William Saliba. There is just not a player that Arsenal could go out and sign that is going to give you what William Saliba gives us. He is and has been brilliant and will continue to be brilliant and is, for me, the best young centre-back in the world and by far uh, worthy of that accolade. And uh, Arsenal signing him up to a brand-new deal 
completely obliterates any of those critics that were saying that Arteta had somehow ruined Saliba's legacy, had ruined the chance of him staying at the club. Edu getting down Saliba, Saka, Martinelli, Ramsdale, Gabriel Magalhaes, Balogun, Nketia, Nelson, uh, Tierney previously. We have signed so, so many players up to brand new contracts. And it is an absolute credit to the people that are working behind the scenes at the football club to get it done. And they deserve the utmost positive praise and feedback that they could get because this is a huge, absolutely monumental piece of news for Arsenal. I'm sure we'll have more questions about it in part two. Now, Yuri Tielemans uh, going into transfers, who, of course, was linked to Arsenal back last year. I told you uh, that it was my understanding last summer that uh, Arsenal had kind of decided that they would wait. Edu was willing to wait until the end of the 22-23 season to sign him on a free with Leicester's asking price simply uh, not realistic at that time. They also gave them time to assess Yuri Tielemans' development and uh, they decided against that. And uh, I think that what we can tell by this move by Aston Villa signing Yuri Tillemans on a free contract is kind of about where Yuri Tillemans is, you know, as a player. I think that, you know, there's even question marks about whether he starts uh, for Aston Villa right now as well. There's no guarantees that he starts under Unai Emery. I think it's a good signing for Aston Villa, but I think it demonstrates where Arsenal's vision is. I think it demonstrates what Arsenal's level is when they're looking at midfielders now. Last summer, I would have been, you know, keen. He's a player to try and battle for a top four place. But Arsenal are looking at a higher level now. Arsenal are looking at players that have got to take them to a title race. And for me, Yuri Tillemans just isn't that player. Um, even for the depth, I want to see competitive options. And I'm not sure Yuri Tillemans is that, but he will play for Aston Villa, as will Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, who is expected to join Aston Villa on a free transfer as well. Now, moving on to incoming to Arsenal and Sport in Spain have reported that Barcelona wants Cancelo, but only on loan because the financial restrictions leave them finding it difficult to come up with a transfer fee. However, they claim that Arsenal are willing to pay around 30 million euros for the player, which is, of course, uh, I think an absolute steal. If, if you know if anyone paying 30 million euros for Joao Cancelo has surely got them a very, very good deal indeed. Uh, the Manchester City player, of course, spent time at loan on Bayern Munich. There are questions about his temperament, of course, and there has been since his time at Manchester City. But surely for, for 30 million euros, it would be an absolute no-brainer uh, for Arsenal to get that deal done. Uh, so let's wait and see if indeed that is feasible. There is still said to be no agreement between Borussia Dortmund and Real Valladolid, according to Relevo for Ivan Fresneda, uh, the Spanish uh, young right-back uh, who has been linked significantly to Arsenal, of course, as well. Arsenal are, as my understanding, keen on the player still. However, they're, all their focus very much is on um, is on Rice right now. Um, but there is still, whilst Arsenal are doing their, their deeds for Rice, it seems, um, they are not uh, not not looking at at uh, Fresneda, but uh, it seems that Dortmund have been given something of a, a, a kickstart in this. But it could be that Arsenal are looking elsewhere. We just read out those comments regarding the reports on Cancelo. Maybe it is they're looking now more so at him. I think the things regarding fullback will come clearer in the next month or so. Now, Pair Metazaka has been speaking. Uh, he did some punditry for, uh, I'm not sure who it was, actually. Uh, I think it might have been was it American TV or maybe German TV last night. Um, 
talking at the Champions League final, of course, that Manchester City won. Big congratulations and all that. Um, no longer a unique achievement, Manchester United fans, I'm afraid. But uh, yeah, he was saying that uh, he probably never stopped having contact with Arteta. And so he thinks that Arsenal are in a pretty good position if there is a deal to be done. Uh, Lewis Ambrose on social media, of course, of, of Arsblog, reading and tweeting out those quotes. And uh, he spoke of his surprise hearing them. And I have to say, I agree. Quite surprising hearing uh, Metazaka speak so openly uh, about the likelihood of Gundogan choosing Arsenal. So let's wait and see. And let's find out um, what happens uh, with Gundogan. But he said after the game that he would decide his future after the Champions League final. We have reached that moment. Um, so let's see what happens. And lastly, our headline story. Uh, a report coming from Germany, Randsport, uh, reporting this. Uh, the journalist that wrote this, Marie schulter Bockham, uh, has reported that despite the fact that Bayern Munich wants Declan Rice, um, he looks like much more a one-sided affair, as she writes. Uh, according to their information, Rice has already made it clear to the club president at West Ham where he wants to go. And Declan Rice told David Sullivan a while ago that he was only going to Arsenal. Uh, they said they learned from a uh, close source of West Ham's president, David Sullivan. Uh, they said the deal has actually been done for a while, the source said. The fact that Arsenal has now also qualified for the Champions League, that Rice could stay in London with his family, including his 11-month-old son Jude, probably does uh, help with that as well, they report. So this uh, this report from Randsport, who you know have reported on plenty of things that have, have come to pass in Germany, uh, very interesting indeed um, that apparently not only are they saying that he only wants Arsenal, um, but also that a deal has been done. Now, I think that responds to the personal terms, personally. I think that that's the, the personal terms side of things. Um, regarding a fee, there's always been some kind of gap between Arsenal and West Ham. Arsenal looking at more £90 million, West Ham wanting closer to £100 million. We're going to find out, of course, in the next, um, you know, coming weeks or so, I think, what's going to happen. But uh, every noise, every statement, every quote, every report that we're hearing right now is certainly, um, you know, moving in the way that Arsenal would be very happy for it to, and certainly Arsenal fans would want it to be as well. So that is some really good news. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's go to part two then and uh, tackle some of the questions from the chat box. Um, let's go to Matt G, who says, uh, is a midfield of Odegaard, Rice and Caicedo the best midfield in the league? Um, you've got to go up against Rodri, Gundogan if he stays, and Kevin De Bruyne. It's pretty darn close. You know, it's very, very close indeed, Matt. You can't say that it's not competing. I think that it's one of the most competitive if not the most competitive uh, in the league. So, uh, yeah, certainly not. Um, 
let's go to Yomi uh, as well. Yomi says, Tom, uh, is your missus the main reason for the late uh, commencement of these shows the last few days? If so, that we can be negotiating for a release course. No, she's not. <laughs> she's not the reason at all, Yomi. Uh, William says, Tom, do you think 50 million for Cancelo is the max that we should pay for or a fee closer to Zinchenko? Uh, the fee is closer to his actual value uh, of that as well. Um, I think... I think that 50 million is a lot for a player that's 29, you know, um, or turning 29. I think that Arsenal wouldn't get anything back. Especially because, you know, we could be spending a significant amount of money on the midfield as well. All of those factors mean that... Uh, all those factors, of course, mean that we're in a, a situation where the, the finances for a fullback or for a forwards, they, they could be a bit more restricted. So I think 30 million is... If that's true, and obviously that's the report that we heard earlier, um, would be a great deal for Arsenal. But 50, it's quite high, quite high indeed. Uh, Obi Ben Kenobi says, uh, thoughts on Timothy Castagna? Does he fit the inverted fullback role? Yes, he does, especially if he's playing on the left-hand side. So, yeah, I think that he does. But uh, I think that Arsenal are looking for a player potentially of a higher calibre than, than Castagna. But he's still a decent player, but I think there are better options out there for us. Um, Obi says, Tom, Arsenal are making a mistake going for Rice. I don't think they are. Uh, Rich says, is Caicedo now better than Partey? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think Caicedo's still got a lot more to do. Um, Partey's very much an established player of his level, but uh, Caicedo uh, still very much uh, a very, very talented player. Uh, Julian says, Tom, after Gundogan having won it all, do you think that it would now be for a new challenge as well? I, I, I saw a comment yesterday on my video saying that like there would be no motivation to play again i think that's ludicrous you know you think about the amount of champions league t- players have won at single clubs um you know the amount Messi won at barcelona did he lack motivation no i think it's really strange when people talk about a lack of motivation after you've already won a trophy trust me win a trophy it gives you more hunger to win that trophy again and get more and more and more on your cv so no i don't agree with the whole they lack motivation um if indeed that's the case um jasha says tom the saliba news is fantastic do you think edu needs to be praised with the renewal uh over the last couple of years without a doubt and if you're not praising edu i don't know i think it's just an agenda at that stage you know against the guy uh arsenal overall deserve huge amounts of credit for the work that they've done regarding the contracts absolutely fantastic clean sweep the big three saka gabriel saliba uh sorry saka martinelli uh, um saliba already all sorted, all renewed, amazing, amazing work by the club. Um, it cannot be understated how impressive that is. Huge, huge props to the club for tying all of those down. Um, Barney says, what do you think the total fee Arsenal will spend this transfer window is? I, I think over more than £200 million pounds is, is a realistic estimation, uh, if, especially if they want both Rice and Caicedo. Uh, Ondavoli says, hey, Tom, do you think Vieira and Marquinhos should be loaned out next season? Potentially. Let's see what the state of the squad is come the start of the campaign. Let's see how, uh, if we end up signing an attacking player as well, that might inform certain decisions. So certainly there's factors that could um, see us move those players onto loans. But uh, if we don't bring in an attacking player, then no, I, I don't think so. Um Ben Kenobi, thank you so much for the kind donation. That's really, really generous of you. Fantastic show, he says, and your commitment to it is amazing. Thanks for being my daily listen. Glad I have to catch a live show. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you, mate. That's really, really kind of you. And uh, uh, thank you for the continued support and watching of the channel. And welcome to our TGT family. I haven't, can't say I've noticed the name in the chat box too regularly. So I'm assuming you're either relatively new to the chat 
uh, or new entirely. But thank you so much. Uh, Kabir says, what happened to Ben White if we do bring in Cancelo? Do you think that we can play Cancelo as a left eight? No, I don't. Uh, I think that Arsenal are looking to try and bring in competitors. And this is kind of this misconception that we have sometimes is that we think about, well, if we bring in them in, what happens to that player? We, th- we had it with Leandro Trossard. You know, where's Trossard going to play? We've got Martinelli and Saka. And actually, no, you need to bring in competitors. You need to have two good players in every single position possible. I think Cancelo adds that for Arsenal. And not only right back, but left back as well. Um, the question mark about Cancelo is not only his wages, as Christian points out, but is the temperament of the player. Is his temperament a problem? I guess we'll have to wait and find out. Uh, Carl says, we should be looking at Elise. And I think a combination of Rice and Caicedo is better than Rice. And Gundogan, um, I think either a combination of Rice and Gundogan, Rice and Caicedo, you know, two brilliant players you're bringing into the squad. And in terms of Elise, again, another really talented uh, attacking player and certainly one I'd be very keen uh, to join uh, Arsenal as well. Um, Divesh says, when is Arsenal making the bids? Look, regarding bids and stuff, we find out about things pretty late. There's a delayed uh, thing that goes on in the world of, of reporting. I wouldn't be surprised, Devesh, if that bid's already gone in, to be honest. Uh, Civil says, do you think bids will only go in after the window opens? No, I don't. I think, as I've just said there, I think that bids are being done behind the scenes all the time. We only hear, as I say, the transfer window reporting is like an iceberg. We only see the tip of the iceberg and there is a huge amount under the surface that we don't see, don't know about, don't hear. Um, and you have to take that into account before being critical about the speed of transfers, negotiations, because you honestly, anyone listening to this doesn't know unless Edu, hello Edu, is watching. <laughs> you know, that's the only way that anyone is going to know things entirely. Other than that, we know the tip of what is a huge operation that goes on. Uh, let's go to Matt G says, Tom, how do you feel about Zinchenko posting congratulations to City on winning the Champions League on Instagram? He's getting criticism from some Arsenal fans. Of course he's getting criticism from some Arsenal fans. People love moaning, Matt. <laughs> I couldn't. I don't care. Why would I care? He used to play for him. He's got a lot of mates there. You know, I'm not. I'm not fussed. <laughs> I, I feel. You know, if he wants to congr- congratulate his former teammates, let him do that. He, you are anyone really questioning his motives? You see the way that he celebrated Arsenal goals. You see, he's got charged by the Premier League when he wasn't even the squad running down the touchline, celebrating with the Arsenal team, grabbing the badge, kissing the badge. Really. Tell you what, if you've complained about that, give your head a wobble. You know, look yourself in the mirror and give yourself a shake because that's just ridiculous. <laughs> Who is really bothered by that? Grow, grow up. Grow up. Uh, Wes, thank you for bringing that to my attention, though, Matt. I always love hearing about ridiculous behaviour like that. Uh, Wes says, surely you have to give Edu and Arteta huge credit so far as to what they've achieved. Also, they are both young and new in their roles and allow them to learn on the job and Arsenal will ultimately benefit. As I've already said, absolutely, we should be giving them absolutely huge amounts of praise. And Richard Garlick as well, who's behind the scenes doing things regarding contracts too. Um, Morgan says, any news on approach for Lavia? A real fan of his energy and skill. I think Lavia is on the list, Morgie. I think if Arsenal are unsuccessful for a player like Caicedo, Lavia certainly will be on that list of players they might look at as alternatives. Uh, Paul says, will the squad we seem to be building be close to Man City next season? And how far will the upgraded squad take us in the Champions League? If we're not closer to Man City after this summer, then you'd have to say that we failed in terms of what we wanted to do in the window. We have to bring ourselves closer to City with the business that we do. Yes, I 
expect Man City to do a bit of business as well, probably in midfield if they lose Gundogan. But still, we should be looking with what we spend and what we do this window to close that gap as much as we can. There's only so much Man City can do now to improve that squad. Yes, people say they're going to be stronger. Liverpool are going to be stronger. Man United are going to be stronger. Chelsea stronger, whatever. But at the end of the day, teams can only do so much. Man City, when you get to a certain point, you can only improve by a certain amount. You know, There's only so many points on offer. If Arsenal can improve their squad to pick up more points, they've got more scope to improve than Man City have. So in my view, we absolutely should be looking to close the gap to them in this summer trans window. And if we haven't done that, I'll be frustrated. And in the Champions League, as I've said, I think next season, you know, minimum I'd be looking at is the quarterfinal. Not getting to the quarterfinals, I think, would be an underachievement. But we should be absolutely at least, at least be getting to the quarterfinals of the Champions League next season. Um, Esmond says, English media hype Bryce. Uh, a player like him is not worth £40 million. Uh, I saw Esmond's comment uh, about preferring Sofian Amrabat um, to, uh, to uh, Rice. Let me just, uh, I managed to get some good stats on that. So let me just throw this up on the screen for you if I can. It's going to take me two seconds. But I, I get that Sofian Amrabat is... He's a good player. You know, he's done very well at Fiorentina and there's a reason why Bayern Munich are going to be looking at him uh, potentially as, a, as an alternative um, to Declan Rice. And note that's the word alternative to uh, Declan Rice. <laughs> oh, dearie me. There's the TGT sneeze for the day. Lovely stuff. Um, but uh, let me just throw these stats up uh, for you on the screen and then maybe you can take a bit of a guess as to who you think is the best player. This is for those listening on audio platforms. Sorry, this is not going to be the best for you, but I'll read you through them in a second. Anyone want to take a guess which one is Declan Rice and which one is Sofian Amrabat uh, and which one's playing in the Premier League and which one's playing in Serie A and getting of these choices? Um, anyone want to take a guess? I'm going to give you 10 seconds to, to discuss amongst yourselves. Is the left Rice or is the right Rice? <laughs> Let me know. If you're listening on social uh if you're listening on audio platforms uh, then please do uh jump over to youtube and you can have a look at the stats indeed i can tell you that left is amrabat and right is rice and i think that that tells you and this is percentiles by the way this isn't kind of like stats in terms of individuality this is how they compare to players in their same positions which include each other and whilst certainly amrabat's progressive passing comes out really strongly uh, in this list. When we go down the list and we look at non-penalty goals, non-penalty XG, shots, if we look at uh, XAG, uh, which is uh, expected assist goals, uh, assisted goals, uh, non-penalty XG and X-assisted goals, shot-creating actions, if we go down to looking at uh, progressive carries of the ball, successful take-ons, touches in the attacking penalty area, progressive passes recovered, um, it's slightly less, actually. If we look at tackles, if we look at interceptions, if we look at blocks, if we look at clearances, if we look at aerials one, guess who's better in all of those metrics? It's Declan Rice. Um, and so that's why very easily, very comfortably, Rice is the player that's being targeted over your Sofian Amrabat. So uh, for those that think Declan Rice is underrated, again, I'll just throw these back up on the screen for you. Declan Rice is by far playing in a more challenging league, playing for a team that's battling relegation this season, has absolutely by far and away been a very, very good player indeed. 
So, uh, yeah, very interesting indeed. Someone said, what's, uh, what's Partey's stats uh, on FBRF compared to, to Declan Rice? Uh, we can have a look at that if you would like uh, as well. Let's see how Declan Rice compares. I'll leave... Um, I'll leave Amrabat's on the screen as well uh, at the same time, but uh, I'll move uh, I'll move Partey's to the centre of our three. Okay, let me just quickly do this. I know this is really entertaining me talking through while I create graphics for you on the screen. If anything, I'm helping you out. Right, let's get that back up on the screen for you. Uh, so uh, in the middle is Partey. On the left is uh, is Amrabat. On the right is Declan Rice. Um, so if we have a look at how they compare to one another, uh, non-penalty goals, Rice wins, non-penalty XG, uh, Partey wins. Uh, shots total, uh, Partey wins just by one. Uh, assists, Rice wins. XAG, Rice wins. Uh, non-penalty XG plus uh, XAG, uh, Rice wins by one, uh, 36th percentile to, to 35th. Shot creating actions, Rice wins. And then both passes attempted and pass completion uh, and progressive passes, uh, Partey wins. But in terms of progressive carries, so what he's like on the ball, Rice is, is better. The 85th percentile, by the way, is really good. Shows that technical ability. Some people have kind of questioned Rice's technical ability. Look at those progressive carries. He's in the 85th percentile. That's really, really impressive. But Partey comes out in the touches uh, in the penalty area and successful take-ons. Uh, and then we go into the defensive side of things, which for defensive midfielders, you know, that's where you want to be looking at. Uh, in terms of tackles, Partey's in the 74th percentile, Rice is in the 56th. But in terms of interceptions, Partey's in the 51st and Rice is in the 95th percentile. Rice is reading of the game and anticipating movements and nicking the ball away from passes and players, turning over possession. Really strong blocks. He comes out on top again. Eight, uh, 51st percentile for Rice compared to the 21st for Partey. Clearances, Rice comes out again, 83rd percentile to 77th for Partey. But aerially, Partey edges it, 79th percentile for him, 63rd percentile for Rice. Uh, so actually, it's really good. Oh, well, for goodness sake. I don't know why this is the audio again. I don't know why it's doing this. I need to find myself. Okay, today my mission, today my mission is uh, to find <laughs> a better cable because I don't know why this is doing it. I don't know how long that, that was going on for. Hopefully, just another minute. But oh, I'm gonna have to find a new cable for this microphone clearly because it's had it. This one. Um, you know what? I'm going to end it there because I'm getting frustrated anyway. Uh, thank you, everyone that's listened. Uh, really appreciate your time. As always, do drop a like on the video. Do subscribe to the channel, all that good stuff. Um, sorry about the audio issues in today's show. Hopefully, uh, it's improved. Um, but uh, I'll edit this part out. I'll edit those issues out uh, in the second half of the show. Um, and, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll edit that bit out. But thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Really appreciate uh, everything um, that you've done, everything that you've shown. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to speaking to you again very soon indeed. Have a fantastic day, fantastic end to your weekend. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.